Welcome to the No Picks After Dark podcast. I'm your host, Aaron Dante. Today, we have a very, very special guest on the No Picks After Dark podcast. I've known this lady for over 20 years. We go back to Syracuse University. Uh, this young lady was one of the smartest and brightest people I've known. And um, she's always been a go-getter and you know gets things done. And uh, I really appreciate her being one of my friends and and I'm very excited to have her on the podcast. And uh, without further ado, uh, Miss Sarah, how are you doing today? Hi, Aaron. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for that lovely introduction. Hey, no problem. You know, I appreciate you. Uh, you know, zoom zooming in. You know, with the you know, because you're on location in Richmond, and obviously I'm in Baltimore. But you know, I appreciate you taking time out your busy calendar to fit a, a No Picks of a Dark podcast in. Never so, too busy for you, Aaron. Never too busy. Appreciate it. So I guess uh, what you know, we're interviewing. Uh, I've been talking to a lot of people, and um, you and I talked probably about a couple months ago. Am I right or wrong? Is it a couple months ago? Yeah, a couple months ago, I think. Yeah. And um, I was like, you know, how's life treating you? And you're like, Aaron, I'm about to do something wild <laughs> and radical. And I said, okay. I said, do I need to have my drink in my hand before I hear this? <laughs> and um. You basically said, yeah, without me telling your story, I'll let you take over right now. What did you tell me two months ago, whatever it may have been? And tell the viewers before we begin that, but give a background before we talk about your story. Go ahead. Okay. Okay. So yes, Aaron and I, we obviously, we went to Syracuse together and after Syracuse, I had this goal of moving to New York City, which I did. I worked in magazine publishing for about six and a half years. And I loved New York. I had a great experience there. It was really where I needed to be at that time. But to be completely honest, I had wanderlust for other places in the US. And I, as much as I loved New York, I knew that there was other types of lives lives to be living and other things to see and experience, which then took me out west. I had traveled a lot for my job and was fortunate enough to travel to a lot of cities out West and I wanted to live there. So I took the leap and I moved out to Denver, Colorado. I was in Denver for about two and a half years and I loved it. I fell in love with the mountains. I fell in love with the outdoor lifestyle the two and a half years I was there. It was a little bit tumultuous for me in my personal life, but all the events that occurred while I was living there led me to want to go back to business school and pursue my my degree in business. So I had been working in marketing and publishing and but I had graduated with a journalism degree. So for my, where I wanted my career to go, an MBA was the natural next step. So I was in Denver and then I relocated to Columbus, Ohio to get my MBA at the Ohio State University. Which <laughs> I, <laughs> I think my I think when I think my man Ahmad will love that when you say the Ohio State University. Shout out to Ahmad in uh, San Antonio, Texas. But go ahead. Shout out to Ahmad. Uh, he was he I, was the preacher at my wedding. He, oh, okay. All right. Then I have met him. Okay. Yes, you have. Go ahead. So I haven't as a grad student, you don't you don't automatically jump on the Ohio State University bandwagon, but I have to, it's a little bit a part of me, but obviously Syracuse is my roots. So I have to stick to that. Anyways, uh, I had a great two years of grad school, great experience, learned a hell of a lot, met some awesome people. 
And my goal after that was to work in uh, brand marketing and I wanted to get into the retail sector. Luckily, Columbus, Ohio is a great hub for retail, which is kind of shocking. But I ended up getting a job in Columbus and then I stayed in Columbus in that job for about five years. Now, I remember that job, just just, just jumping real quick um, for those who, I'm not, we're not going to promote the company, but that job took you all over the world, correct? Absolutely. What were some yeah. of the highlights that where you went you know, throughout sure. the world? Oh my gosh. Great, great experience. I, I, I loved my job. I worked in international marketing. And so I was, I was fortunate enough to market an international brand to different markets across the world and a consumer brand. So a brand that we all have heard of, but um, <laughs> I, I traveled to the Middle East. I traveled to Europe. I traveled to Latin America, and you know, my role was to get this brand, you know, in front of consumers in these markets. And I've I learned so much, and not only about you know my career and 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 in marketing, but also about travel and cultures and. You know, I think that job really enabled me to, it fueled me enough to, you know, be living in, in Columbus, Ohio, which I loved, you know, but it's not a New York City by any means, you know, it's not in LA, it's not a, a place that you're getting all the, those cultural influences. So the travel really, really fueled me and, and helped me to, um, you know, appreciate you know, where I was in my life and, and where I was and, and how great that job was for so me. So I appreciate the, the background. So our listeners can get a little background about you. So now we're fast forwarding into now two months that, that conversation you and I had. All right, you're traveling. So I just want to give the listeners, you're traveling the world. You're seeing the world. I yes. Mean, you're, 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 you have no attachments. You have nothing. What happens next? You know, I think it, it was leading up for a little while. So, you know, I'm 38 years old and I think, you know, if, if you talk to my 10 years ago self at this point in my life, I think I would have been, I, I thought that I would have been married with children and, you know, doing what society kind of tells us to do. And that's not the case for me. It, it, it hasn't happened quite yet, which is completely fine, but and to be completely candid, there's been times where, you know, I've been thinking, why not me? Why can't I find somebody? Why am I not living the life that my friends are living? That kind of thing. And, you know, it's hard for me to admit that because that's not the best way to go about life. But I think something kind of clicked in me where I realized that there are so many things that I do have. And there are so many things that I should be grateful for even though my life is not mirroring, mirroring my peers or the people around me necessarily at my age. So I was yearning for a change in general in my, my life. I think it became mundane, going to work, coming home. Yes, I was traveling. I don't want to disregard that. But I had bought a house in Columbus and I found myself mowing the lawns on the weekend and weeding and all these. And I was like, so you were So you were adulting. I was adulting. And <laughs> he was honestly, adulting. <laughs> I don't have to yet. Yes, I'm an adult. Yes, I'm responsible. But the only person I'm responsible for my for is myself and, and? my dog. Okay. My dog, What's your dog's like name? <laughs> What's your dog's name? So, Addie. Her name is All right. Addie. There we go. Shout out to the dogs out here. <laughs> so I I said, why am I 
why am I doing this? Why am I jumping headfirst into adulthood when I really don't have things that, you know, define adulthood, uh, you know, as most of us think about. So I said, you know what? I, I don't need to be in this situation. I am going to, uh, I had an idea that I'm going to quit my job and take a year off and travel the country. Okay. We're going to stop right there for a okay. second. <laughs> because, you know, my listeners are like, all right, some of them probably, she's traveling the world. She's seeing sites that people, other people would never see in the world. Right. Never probably, some people, as far as they travel is from to Mexico or they love the Caribbean islands. But you're seeing things that one could wish and dream of seeing. And for you to take that leap and, I mean, what do you mean, what do you say to the critics or people saying, I mean, people are struggling to get jobs out here and things of that nature. Like, why would you just leave all this behind and go ahead and take that leap? I, you know, I think it's a, it's a personal thing. It's, it's, it wasn't about my career. It's about my life. And it's about playing with the cards that I'm being dealt at this time. And I, I'm not going to disregard the experiences I've had. And I think that's part of it, right? Is part of it is realizing that my life is pretty damn good. And I've had some really incredible experiences. And, but at the same time, I wasn't happy. I I honestly, maybe it's because I'm not working, but I've never been happier. I am so dedicated to this idea and it's, it's hard. It's a struggle. And, but there's just something so freeing about it. And I think other people find that that solace or that that mentality and other things. And this is just what I needed to, to get to that place. Um, th- there will be a job for me when I finish this journey. There, there will be. It might not be perfect, but I'm pretty confident that I can land a job and and you know continue, pick up my career where I left it off, hopefully. But now is the time. Now is the time where we have to just kind of take advantage of what we have and do what it is that we want to do. And I don't think a lot of people really grasp that and really hold on to that and and pursue that. We all say, yeah, life's short, but to act on that statement is a little bit different than just saying that statement. And I, yeah. And what I, what I would say to that, and I, and I totally agree with you because um, there's a, there's a podcast that I'm doing right now that uh, we talk about mental health and I think mental health awareness and you have to know yourself best. And, you know, again, friends probably question it, but I'm going to say, you know what, whatever makes you feel good, whatever, what you, I mean, I'm not paying your bills. I'm not living your life. I'm not doing whatever you're doing, but you know, what's best for you. Right. If you can't do it, you know, I, you know, I, I remember I was kind of similar situation. I hated my job while I was at and I quit it and I just quit. You know, I, I, I did my two-week notice, and it was freeing to be not working for like a couple weeks because it was just my mentally, I had to reset myself. Right. And then I got back into the workforce like a month later. And I was fortunate for that. So I, I definitely understand what you're going through. So now you are resigning from your job. What happens next? Like what's going on? So, so I resigned from my job. I gave about a month notice, um, and the idea had at that point, by the time I resigned, the idea had pretty much been in the works for about, I don't know, six weeks or maybe, maybe a month, two months. And I ended my job at the end of September. 
And I took a little bit of time to travel and I, I geared up a little bit. I, I'm sorry, packed up a little bit from Ohio. I had to sell my house. So there was kind of a lot of loose ends to tie up in Columbus. I took some time to travel and then I came down. My dad lives in Richmond, Virginia, and I came down and basically started gearing up for the trip specifically. Okay. So I guess, well, let's stop real quick. So sure. what trip, because people probably want to know, what, what are you, because you didn't explain yet Okay, the whole Sorry. trip. Yes. So go ahead. So I have decided to, I have mapped out a route for one year in the United States to visit as many national parks as I can and fill in the gaps in between so that the route is mapped out by national parks, but you know, obviously there's things to see besides national parks. So I will just fill in the gaps as I go. And the, I'm heading, I'm heading south, kind of south for the winter and then I'll head out West, but there are some, it's crazy. A lot, if you look at, you know, where the national parks are in this country, most of them are out West. Um, There's minimal on the East side of the United States. So I actually, I, I missed this part. I, I bought a um, an Airstream trailer. So that's going to be my home on wheels for the next, the next year. So a lot of what I've been doing to gear up is getting familiar with that, understanding how it works. So some of my guess, well, sorry to interrupt. Some of my guests probably are like Googling, what, what is an Airstream? <laughs> I, mean, they, I mean, that's what that's the world. They're like, Airstream, what, what is that? Is that a jet? Is that a plane? Is it yeah, a you know, it's funny. I apologize because I'm probably saying no, you're fine. that. Are, are familiar to me that now they weren't probably three months ago, but right. now they are because <laughs> I learned so much, but an Airstream is simply a travel trailer. It's those silver kind of bubble trailers that you see the iconic ones that you'd see in, you know, photos of people and campers or whatever. So I have um, the one that I bought is the smallest version. It's called the Airstream base camp. And it essentially has the minimal things that I would need, but it has a bathroom and it has a shower and it has a, a dining area that converts into a bed and it has a sink and two propane burners. And it, it's, it's definitely minimal living and it's definitely a change from what I'm, what I'm used to, but that's all part of this learning process. And this journey for me is, is taking on new things and and learning as I go. Okay. So I guess my other question, so you, we gave you the background of the Airstream you sold your house in Columbus. Yep. You moved down to Richmond to your dad's house. Yes. And we're at the point where we're getting things together uh, with the Airstream, your car, tech us through that whole process of you learning and your father helping you out and also your support system with this going all, all going on. Yes. So from a logistics standpoint and an emotional standpoint, I am very lucky that I've had a really strong support system. My dad is amazing and I probably could not have done this without his help. He just has so much knowledge about so many things um, and he's thinking of things that I haven't thought of that we're preparing for. So everything from the ins and outs of the trailer to you know, how to register my car and what my address should be and all those ins and health insurance, those types of things. I mean, there's a lot to think about when you live on the road. <laughs> okay. So but on that, on that, on that, that's, yeah. that's one of my questions. Um, health insurance. What, I mean, again, a listeners like you, you, you're living the American dream. You have a house, you have a dog, you have health insurance, you have a consistent paycheck. Yeah. 
health insurance on the road. How does that even work? I mean, you just left. I, well, I will say big risk, big reward for, okay. first of all, for kind of left, leaving the American dream and trying something different. Um, health insurance, I, you know, it, I have to have it. It's something that, you know, that, that was a no brainer for me. It's, it has to be part of my budget. I ended up doing, doing Cobra with my company. It ended up, I just, what I did was I just switched to a, a plan that had a, um, a lower premium and a higher deductible. So if I get injured, if something happens, I'll pay more, but I'm a healthy person, fortunately. So I don't have to go to the doctor often and I don't have ongoing health problems. So, you know, if I, if I get into an accident, God forbid, or if something like that happens, if I get sick, I'll have coverage but hopefully that won't happen. Now, when you sat down and budgeted this whole trip, like how do you, what, what were some of the things you put in there that you, just for people to, they ever weren't. Yeah, just absolutely. Some things you budgeted for this. So if you think about it, a lot of our monthly expenses are things for our house, right? So I, I don't have a mortgage. I, what I did was I, I paid off my trailer and my car when I sold my house. So I don't have those bills. I have, I have a, some bills that are consistent expenses that will stay the same every month. And then I have my variable costs, which are, you know, my gas and fees for campsites and food and, you know, anything like that, that, that will vary by month. Um, and I just estimated amounts for that, but I don't really have that many monthly expenses that are, that are fixed. So health insurance is one. My cell phone bill is another, um, you know, having Wi-Fi, having a mobile hotspot is another. I have a storage, a storage uh, cost that I'm storing all my things uh, from my house. But the, you know, there's a couple other little things in there that I'm that I'm Netflix. <laughs> Gotta have Netflix. You, you, need, you need Netflix. Is that, I mean, that I, I get it. I get it. So I'm I guess other things for Netflix. <laughs> no, I, I get it. I get it. So I guess now we're in Richmond. And, yeah. um, you, uh, got, you have your trailer, you got your car. Um, what I would like to go into is, uh, because you do have a lot of things out going on, going on right now, as far as, um, the journal and whatnot, but we'll, we'll, we'll plug that at the end. Um, just for people to understand what was your next move in this whole agenda? As far as you, you're down there, you're getting set up, you have your budget set up, you have your health insurance set up, um, you got the trailer. Wh what are you doing next? So I actually, you caught me at a good moment because I actually technically kicked off my trip last week. So I technically left <laughs> on November 7th to head to Shenandoah National Park. So I spent last weekend, which was Veterans Day weekend in Shenandoah National Park. I am back at my dad's house because I had some bumps in the road, no pun intended, on my trip to Shenandoah. So um, I'm getting those those things fixed now. And my car is actually in the shop right now. So I was lucky enough that I didn't stray too far into my journey that I was able to come back to my dad's and have a warm, a warm place to sleep while while things were getting fixed. Okay, so just give the folks a little bit. You don't because I know you have your journal. I want them to read it out, read it, and the stories and what's going on. Um, what happened out there? Because uh, you were supposed to come to Baltimore, possibly, and yes. you know, we we're going to do this live in at my right. house. But you had some hiccups, which are good because you're not that far from home base. 
Right. Um, go into a little bit like, you know, you're, you go to Shenandoah and it just so happened, the Arctic blast came. This past. <laughs> exactly. So it just so happened that the weekend that I chose to kick off my epic journey, I uh, we had record lows in the mid-Atlantic here. And of course, Shenandoah is in the mountains. So not only was I dealing with cold temperatures, um, you know, at sea level, but also in the mountains, obviously it's even colder. So that posed some problems that I wasn't necessarily prepared for because I mapped out this journey based on weather patterns and temperatures that I would never be in super, super cold temperatures like I experienced in Shenandoah. So without going into too much detail, my batteries in my trailer ran, ran out from using my heat. And this particular campsite didn't have an electrical plug-in that you can plug your camper into. So I had to figure out a solution to that. And I'm so grateful to the rangers and other campers in the site, which camping people, RV people are super nice and super helpful. I feel like I've entered into a community where I'm just so blessed because these people are incredible. Anyway, that's a side note. Um, but, but yeah, so I mean, little things like starting a fire, kindling, having, you know, having the kindling, the electric in my car was wacky, which is now getting fixed, you know, pulling backing up into a campsite with my trailer, all of these little things that, you know, you see pictures of this journey and it sounds so great. It looks so amazing. I'm going to these crazy places, but there are so many logistics on the back end that can go wrong. And I'm working out those kinks. And a lot of those kinks got, you know, came to the surface this weekend in Shenandoah. Well, it's so. it, it's, it's uh, interesting you say that because uh, when you're saying, you know, all the kinks and things you see people doing, and it reminds me of social media. Exactly. Me- meaning, you know, social media, you have um, Instagram, for instance, uh, Instagram versus reality. Yeah. Uh, Instagram. Oh, this we I'm camping out here, no problems. This is amazing. Reality <laughs> is hard. It's hard, people. It's not every day, you know, you fall in the back of a trailer into a spot, trying to get you know, everything you were doing. Yep. You know, I mean, it was I can attest it was pretty cold this past weekend. And you were pretty- in the mountains, so I know how cold it was out there. Freezing. Yeah. Um, did you have heat? Did you have so, were you, yeah. were you worried so, about uh, things freezing up in your car? I mean, were I you was, worried? About- yes. So that was, I mean, I, so I was able to put, put my heat on in my trailer and I kept everything on low. I was very conservative about how much energy I was using. Cause I knew that the batteries were, you know, a challenge. And I, I was most, I was warm. Addie and I were warm under covers and in layers, but my concern was things freezing in my trailer. And those are the things that mechanical things that I don't have any, and and I'll preface, I don't have any experience in RVing, camping, any of this stuff. So for me, all of it is brand new. (laughs) So it's not like I've, I've done this before, or, you know, this is all brand new to me. So I, I was concerned about my trailer and I wanted to make sure that things did not break and and those types of things. So although Addie and I were warm, I just didn't want to mess around and I wanted to be smart about it. Okay. So do you got through the weekend and and, um, that was probably one of your first, you know, trips. And I guess people might want to ask like, you know, why didn't you try all this out before you left? (laughs) I mean, 
you know, that, that that's the million. I'm just, you know, I'm going to ask the questions here because uh, people are probably like, well, she went into this. Yeah, knowing, she's an idiot. Why isn't she? <laughs> no, no, we're not calling you that. We're not calling no names <laughs> in the show. Well, you know, what we're going to say is, you know, you know, you, was there a test run before this or you just want to, it's kind of like, you know, you just hopped in the car and went, did you do that or did you, you know? No, did- I, I would say it was maybe a little bit of both. I, I think a lot of these things require learning on the go. I mean, before I left, we, my dad and I took a weekend and tested everything in the trailer and made sure it worked. What we didn't test was how long the, the battery would work using different things in the trailer. So we tested the heat. It worked. We tested, you know, the water heater. It worked. We tested the water pump. It worked. All these things. We troubleshooted. We, you know, made sure that we were prepared for different instances. The the issue that I found this weekend in Shenandoah was mostly around with the with the trailer was mostly around you know, not having troubleshot every single situation that could have happened. And that's just kind of impossible. So little things like how to start a fire, to be honest, those weren't my priorities leading up to the trip. There were so many other bigger things that at that point, having a fire was a luxury. So I didn't practice starting a fire. Um, I, I practiced a little bit backing into a spot, but it's really, really hard. And that just takes time in the car, basically, and just practice. Um, so you're right. I mean, could I have better prepared? Yes. Could I have, you know, gone the opposite way and just wung it and suffered more? Yes. So I had a little bit of a of a balance. And also gearing up for this trip, I've also been really working really hard on my website and, and those types of things too, the social media presence, which gosh, I'm learning that as I go as well. And that takes up a really a lot of time, as you know. It's Aaron. funny you say that because a lot of people <laughs> You know, I've I've had a lot of people reach out to me about marketing and you know doing this and that. And the marketing has gotten a lot better actually, uh, just with the help of my cousin who was on the pod a couple pods ago, and um, he's helped me out uh, with it. But it's a full time job. It really is. It, it really is. A, it's a full time job to market it, and it's funny because I and I'm not going to go stick with, stick with your story, but just on that, um, you know, there's a pod community out there on on Twitter. And I see some people that post like every two or three hours. And I'm like, do you have a job? <laughs> do I know. You, like and like and I'm learning that a lot of these get people, this is they this this they love they love it so much. And I love what I do, but this is not my paying job. This is not what right. I do nine to five. I gotta work. And a lot of these people were like post all day, post all day. And I'm like, good for you. And at first when I was doing this, I was getting kind of upset and frustrated because I was like they're getting followers. They're doing this, but I'm like, right. I have a life. Well, you have to live, right? <laughs> you know, I have a life. I'm not going to sit in front of my computer or my keyboard, and that's what these people are doing. And to to each his own. And I'm happy for them. That's their thing. And I'm not going to ever knock anybody right. for what they do. But I have a life, and my life is not going to be sitting in front of a keyboard or a cell phone and tweeting and tweeting and tweeting and tweeting because it's like I'm not getting paid by Twitter. <laughs> well, and it's also like that's that's not real life. I mean, I could. I could, I, I need to get better at my social media presence. Fine. I'm learning as I go, whatever. But I also want to enjoy my hikes and right. enjoy the time and why I'm doing this and reflecting and all those things that I'm doing this for is not to just put it on social media. That's not, that's not the reasoning. So right. you can get really caught up really easily and spend a lot, get sucked into it. And what could I be doing better and this and that? But 
at the end of the day, and that's why too, with, with the trailer situation, I found myself in Shenandoah stressing about the trailer when the reason for me doing this is to be out in nature and exploring and seeing things. And I was kind of losing sight of that a little bit. So I I guess what, 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 um, I want to announce right now, everybody who's listening to the pod, um, that this will be a reoccurring, um, we're going to be interviewing Sarah for the next year of her travel Yay. once a month, folks, um, just to follow her through the U.S. Because I think this is something special. I mean, I know a lot of people who said they travel across the U.S. and hit things, but I think this is live and direct. You can't go here. I mean, this is real life. This is this is the real reality show. This ain't no, you no know, somebody scripted out. This is not no script. That's my language. Scripted out bullshit. This is a real life here. And um, I guess one thing that I'm concerned about, and maybe some of my listeners maybe also, is safety. Yes. Is there a safety check? Is there a way that you have something out there, like like a smoke signal, like, you know, something that, yes. you know, that you, because I'm worried as a friend for you and yes. this journey. It could be male, female, whatever you may be. Yes. What are you doing to take that precaution of being safety? I know you got guard dog Addy there, but <laughs> what I'm saying is, what do you have precautions? What are you doing to make sure you are safe? Yes, it's a great question, and it's something that I've I've thought a lot about. So everything from, you know, having mace, having a whistle, like a you know high tech whistle when I'm hiking, you know, travel hiking on trails that are uh, on the hike, choosing to hike on on weekends when there's other people around instead of rather during the week. Um, making sure that I have, you know, a safety kit for my car and flares and all those sorts of things. But I think the biggest piece is just being aware of my surroundings and just being smart. And I, and that's not something that I can really put like a definitive, like, here's what I'm going to do stamp on. But I think it's just a matter of like, you know, just, you'll find that on my social media, I'm not posting in real time. I don't necessarily, you know, there's no benefit in people knowing exactly where I am at every moment. So safety's first. Yes. So, you know, I, I, there's a lot of things like that and just being smart about it. And I'm sure I'll learn as I go, like everything else. But, you know, what I did realize too, in all my research in this, in this, this project is there are so many people out there doing this. So there's a huge community, which is really refreshing and really interesting, I guess, because this is a world that I've, I've never been a part of. And, you know, everyone has tips and everyone has tricks. And so, you know, I just need to kind of stay on my toes and, and be smart and leverage my guard dog, Addie, which her bark is way worse than her bite because she doesn't have a bite. <laughs> <laughs> but but I think I think it's a great question. And I think just being being smart about it. So hopefully I'll have you know, more insights into that as I, as I carry on on this journey. And also, uh, let's plug, let's plug your journal. Let's plug your social media. Let's plug where we can find you. Go ahead. Talk to, I mean, tell us all your, uh, your, your, your IG, if you have Twitter, if you have Facebook, if you have, you know, please, this is your time to let yes. people know where they find you. Yes, absolutely. Thanks, Aaron. So I have launched a website and my I'm kind of making this a little bit of a personal brand. So my brand is Life in Tow and that's L-Y-F-E. Why the Y? Because there's always an alternative. <laughs> More on my site for that. <laughs> but uh, my Instagram is L-Y-F-E-I-N-T-O-W, Life in Tow. And I have a small Facebook presence. I'm trying to figure out how to how to leverage that the best I can. But right now, mostly it's Instagram and my, my website, which is, is mostly a blog and, and photos. So check it out. 
I, I embrace feedback. I have a, a forum on there to, to reach out to me if you have any questions or if there's anything that you want to read more about or see more of. Um, I'm happy to, uh, you know, basically uh, my goal is to inspire people and, and um, you know, get people to start thinking a little bit differently about their lives if I can. You know, I, I will tell you, and I want to tell the audience this, um, I am not surprised about you doing this. <laughs> and the reason why, and I was going to uh, want to wrap it up on this, and I've known Sarah for a long time. And um, I'll, she probably is going to laugh when I tell her, when I, she'd probably be embarrassed. Uh, about the story. So nah. <laughs> we um, were good friends in college. Very good friends. We were neighbors down the street, senior year. Um, I remember she went to Spain abroad for a year in college. And I remember you coming back. I remember this is pre like cell phones or like if they were around, but we didn't have all the social media stuff that we have now. And you came back and like, Aaron, I want to move to Spain. <laughs> And I looked at (laughs) right, and and I said, "Are you out your mind?" She's like, "Aaron, I I love Spain. I love the Spanish men. I love everything about the sangria, the (laughs) everything, you know." The and I was like, "Okay, but you went there to visit. You weren't really living there. You were. You had that option of always. I can go back to the United States of America, you know. And from that point, and then from now, this that's so that's twenty years ago, folks." And when she told me this story about she's doing this thing, I'm not surprised because that's who I know. That's the person that I know that's, you know what, willing to do that and take that risk and take that challenge. And you know what? You have nothing to hold you down. Right. And I, you know, praise you for doing this. And, you know, and I'm excited for you because I've always wanted to travel the U.S. I mean, I've traveled it, but see national parks. And I still can do that, but I have sure. a lot more luggage going on in my life. Sure. My son, you know, you know right. it's hard to take a son anywhere, but you can, you know, um, my wife and I, we can do it. But again, well, and thing I, for kid. it's a whole thing for thing, but you have no responsibilities, but yourself. And right. I respect that. And I, but I just wanted to tell that story to, to the folks that oh, thanks, I knew Aaron. she, and I know she'll do it and it'll be amazing. And this is why we are going to have her reoccurring once a month. So she can tell us her journeys throughout the United States of America because maybe some of us have some preconceived notions about certain places. I have preconceived notions about RV RV areas. I always thought there were certain types of people that go to RVs. Absolutely. And, exactly. I, and these are things I can learn from you and we, our, my audience can learn while you're traveling throughout the U.S. Absolutely. And I, I, I appreciate you saying that, Aaron. And I, I you know, I... It's funny because a lot of people, when, when I told them I was doing this, I waited to tell people because I, I knew that it was kind of outlandish. And I waited until I knew I was doing it. And people, a lot of people had that reaction, Aaron, that it was like, wow, this makes sense for you. Right. <laughs> and it's quite flattering. And, you know, having, you know, a family and, and all that stuff, you know, like I said, that's the things that I thought that I would have at this point. But if I don't have them, why not take advantage of what I do have? And that's... That's where my head is at. You only, right now. As 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 a famous rapper said, you only live YOLO. You only live once. YOLO. Hashtag yeah. YOLO. Hashtag YOLO. So, <laughs> um, we uh, this is our first interview of many. Uh, right now, she's at home base in Richmond, and uh, she will be off and going. Uh, and we'll hear back for her probably in December. Like you, we'll, we'll hear her twice. Um, and like we'll figure out times to get out. But uh, again, thank you, Sarah. Again, plug your website one more time. Your IG. Sure. Um, it's it's um, life in tow, L Y F E 
I-N-T-O-W. And that's my Instagram um, handle as well. So thank you very much. And uh, we wish I you look best. forward to keeping updated. We wish you best of luck, okay? Thank you. And folks, thank you for listening to No Pigs at the Dark Podcast. We're out.